0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: we all take on different roles every day one minute you're a parent the next a chef or a driver
2: Welcome to the Five Year Pan Podcast. Wee. Wee. Final pod of the well not quite, but final post game. Well not a post game. Anyway, penultimate pod of the season, we think. Pod four seven six. Um joining me to discuss well, we're gonna try and discuss the Pond or Drawer of Forest. I'm not sure anyone cares. Uh, but we'll try. Is Jack Pierce. Jack, hello, how you doing?
3: I'm alright, my thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on for the final post match one. That's right, yeah, isn't it?
2: that's what you're trying to say. But not the patron post match, but the the midweek final midweek. It's not the mid because we're going to do an extra end of season spec. Should just stop talking. So,
3: just so many words for saying nothing at all. So <laughs> <Yeah. we> just, <laughs> just stop. Well, I do, <laughs> like a politician. Um,
2: oh, pardon me. Also joining us, I can't be since Jack's just reminded. Was it the last time? It, was it the last time this gentleman was on? Was it the Patrick Vieira? I, I, can't. So. No, I, I was on last no. season as well. I'm oh, about but it's to the say. the first time I've been on this season. Yeah, about to say. And anyway, it's Ben Long. Longy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good, thanks. Another season have in the work. bag, mate. Yes, indeed. T- well, tenth season in the Premier League. We will discuss that later on. We've got some questions for that, which is absolute madness. Before we come on to any of that, let's do a drum roll for a completely random patron. Who knows who it's going to be? Let's do a drum roll.
3: Oh, God, okay.
2: It's Mr. Say or with me. Rob. No, not it
3: I'll do
2: it. You're on you your own now, mate. mate. You're he on your own. not to get in touch with us, mate. Absolutely, this is true. This is true. Although I did check his patron, literally earlier today, still active, so he hasn't cancelled. Okay. So that's,
3: that's so right, still paying.
2: Still listens to the pods, we assume, but maybe likes to just be undercover. Who knows? Anyway, Rob, if you're out there,
3: it's good like listen, a in, in business, alert. like a silent partner, that type of thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're very silent. Very, yeah. very silent. Rob, we love you. Best wishes. Hope you had a good season. This That would be the last Rob Billington shout-out, by the way, because next season I'm going to choose another random patron <laughs>
3: <laughs> to hammer into the
2: ground. So uh, if you want to be mentioned on the post-match, on the Make Midweek pod every week for 10 months uh, until it's not funny, join our patron, patron.com. Uh, if you've got a cool name, this, uh, that is the caveat. If you've got a fun name and you don't mind being mentioned and becoming a meme, Join the Patreon next year. You might be the next Rob Billington. Rob, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Um, Right. Before we get into anything, uh, Longy, let's remind people about this year's Rempf game. The final Rempf game. 21st game, I think. I make it. My calculations might be wrong. For anyone that's not aware what Rempf is, can you do a really quick explainer to explain to people what it is and what's happening this Friday? Yeah. So...
4: The charity, the Robert Eaton Memorial Fund, was set up after the Twin Tower disaster where Brighton fan Robert Eaton was killed, tragically. Um, they, His family and friends started up a charity uh, following his, his sad death. Um, part, one of their main events was every year they'd play a game, Brighton fans against Crystal Palace fans, um, which has been running ever since. 2002 would have been the first game. Um, and... <clears throat> Yourself has been involved quite a long time. Uh, you've been played most, I think you've probably made the most Palace fan appearances out of everyone. Um, I've been involved in the last 10 years. Can't remember, this will be my 11th year. Um, and I was going to knock it on the head last year because I've been manager for the last couple of years um, and sort of had a big hurrah saying goodbye and presented with some nice stuff last year. And then uh, Al, the guy from the Remp, sort of phoned me a few months ago saying that. They're going to wind up the charity because Robert's dad passed away sadly at Christmas. And basically when you have a charity running in a certain person's name, you have to have members of the family that are involved in it. Um, and these sisters are the only ones alive still now. So and they just haven't got the time to, die, uh, to give to the charity. So they're going to book, sort of close up the charity. Uh, one big final game um, at the Amex. As you know, it's only ever been played at the Amex once. And we won that game. Yeah, so we have to make sure that we go unbeaten, so um, we've got a strong squad, uh, last year was the strongest squad I've ever put out, and we absolutely battered them, it was a two-legged thing last year, but in the second leg we absolutely run for them, um, so we pretty much got a good strong squad again, got a few old faces coming back like yourself, which I'm really happy about, a um, couple of Renf legends playing in there, um, still holding that hope that we might have a special guest, but the foundation. Foundation have absolutely killed me with their game on the Saturday. So yeah, getting next players in when they, they're playing in a big game at Selhurst on on Saturday for the Foundation's been a bit of a struggle, but um, yeah, it should be it should be good. But yeah, last ever Whoever wins keeps a trophy for keeps. Um, if when we win it, I'll uh, give it to the club and they can put it in our overflowing trophy cabinet at Selhurst. Sure, they can squeeze it in there somewhere. <laughs> Um, but yes, um, this year I don't think they're doing tickets on the door. It's um, you order your tickets online and you and you download them before the game, and there'll be a lot of someone scanning them on the day. Um, there's going to be kiosks open for food and drink, car parking available, obviously because uh, train strikes to just to go with the general Brighton Palace this season. Um, so yeah, unfortunately trains like Friday, so people if they can attend will have to drive down, but there's plenty of parking available. Um, I think it's £6 for adults this year. Um, if you take it under 16, you get in for free as well. And then any additional under 16 is £2.50. So should be a good night. Um, we need to get the bragging rights because the first team will let us down this year. So it's all on us. But I'm pretty confident that I've got a good squad going down there. And again, it should it's always a good close game, good battle. Um, it's not really a charity game. It's, it's really evenly contested. But I'm, I'm really confident that we can go down there and bring home the trophy for keeps, you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Ticket uh, the ticket link is in the show notes right now. So if you're watching this, scroll down on your app and you can buy a ticket now. Ticketpass.org is the website um to do that. Um Oh, I just had a
4: message from Brett Mendoza. Okay. So you Here can they want as many people buying tickets before the day. However, you can pay on the day, but there'll only be one cart machine. So Okay. Um so,
2: so ideally it, you get your ticket before. Yeah. But if you do decide last minute you can get down there, get down there and you can get tickets on the door. Brilliant. And, it, and this is the point of mentioning this week. We want as many people as possible down there. So if you're a Palace fan, it's free on Friday. and Maybe you live, you know, wherever you live, particularly if you're Surrey, Sussex, Kent sort of based. Not too far to go. Come down. It's always a fantastic, you know, it's, it's one of those evenings where, yes, the rivalry is part of it. But it's a really joyous, celebratory occasion. It's always fun. The football is very good. It's high quality. So it's a good, entertaining game. And it's just everyone there for the kind of the right reasons, um, supporting a great charity. I think it's probably about right that that once Doug Robert's dad passed away, that it may be his time to wind up. He was a fantastic guy and was really prominent at all the games and was absolutely lovely, yeah. really lovely. So um, let's go out with a bang. Let's win it, as you say, keep the keep uh, the trophy. And um, I've actually got some of the stats here as well for uh so i make this your stats. I, they are your stats, eh? they are, they might be they might be individual stats <laughs> but they, they also but I, so i make it the the 21st game that this has happened i make the current series standing palace 7 brighton 13 but i believe whoever wins this one it earns eight games so i think so it's basically <laughs> yeah, winner takes all winner takes Oh, um, and there's been some... Br- I mean, it's just been such a highlight of my calendar. And I know everyone has played in it, it. It genuinely is such an honour to be part of it. We've had some cracking games down the years. Between the years of 2005 and 2009, we lost every game on penalties. So it, it, there's been some heartache, um, but there's been some absolute belters um, as well. So it's been brilliant. Long years. Well, big shout out to you as well for, for running the team because it is a big undertaking. But without the likes of yourself, and Brett from the other side, and, and Gareth and Alf from that side, it it wouldn't happen. Um, and it's given you know loads of people great memories of playing in it, and it's raised thousands of I think more than more than that, hundreds of thousands, I think, for uh, yeah. for the fund, which has supported underprivileged kids in New York, Sussex, Croydon, and Africa now as well. So it really does great work. So do get on down there uh, if you're free this Friday night. So it's Friday this Friday, second of June, seven pm at the Amex. Palace versus Brighton. Uh you might even see a little cameo from me at the end. Although listen, some of us are playing both games, Friday and Saturday. That's... We're just we're just that committed. That's just, you know, that's what we'll do for charity. So um yeah, and, charity. In, and in many ways, Logie, that, that makes you the Roy Hodgson of Renf because you'd said and goodbyes. So... And then that they sh they, they, they put the Batman symbol in the sky and he came back for one more year. And what if it, it's, mate, if your I'll return is go. six if your return is as successful as Roy's was this year, then I think we're in for a good night.
3: But the other thing to say is Roy's not lost to Brighton this season either. So the, the symmetry goes even stronger. If if Longy carries that on, That's it. it's an it unbeaten goes. Friday night.
2: Indeed. So, uh, Yeah, right. Details in the show notes now. So do get down uh, to that um, as well. Obviously, Longy did mention Palisade as well on the Saturday Um which is twelve forty five? I think. And part of the beer festival. So do both. If you're free this weekend, come down to Brighton Friday. Go to Palace on the Saturday. Do both. It'll be a fun uh, weekend indeed. Um, shall we get? That's it for admin. So shall we get on to talking about Jack the, the game? Do we do we want to talk about this game? I mean, it was, we did the post match pod, at, uh, me and Rob, at the weekend, and um, we didn't. There wasn't really much to talk about. It had a real end of season on the beach, dead rubbery vibe
3: yeah two things i've got noted down here are talk about the tifo which was amazing and talk about the forest fans who were amazing so that's that's pretty much it really on the pitch first half forest go ahead with a breakaway goal and thought he took it really nicely A one years he's had a good season took it nicely um but i was never thinking that we weren't going to have a chance and uh and and get an equalizer i thought i always thought that we would and uh, Will Hughes' header led to uh, that's the 25th point that we've gained from being behind the season, which is um, over half the points we've gained this season have come is that from the season. Is that the most? Is that the most? Uh, it's surely got to be up there. That's a yeah. very high proportion of points. Yeah. So that's that's credit to the to the team to keep on going. Um, and we didn't lose the the last game. Um, it did have that kind of end end of season vibe. Macca coming on with half an hour. And typically, that he wouldn't have taken off Czech Decora if that game had more to it with 30 minutes to go. Um, and it just played out quite nicely, but yeah, very much end of season vibes, and uh, you could just see the the relief on the players' faces come the end of the match. That's been a long hard season for both sides, but you know, let's focus on Palace. Uh, it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster, probably, for the players over the last four four months or so since the the players have come back from the World Cup. So, end of a hard long season and uh, a well deserved break for the Palace players. But big summer for the club. I'm sure we'll get onto some of that.
2: Well, we will have a summer of talking about that, I think. I think, Longy, if you'd have offered any Palace fan in, when was it now, March or April, when Fiera was sacked, um, that come the Forest game, there'd be nothing right on it for the team and Palace would be essentially vying for 11th or 12th, you'd have bitten their hand off, surely?
4: a oh, 100%, mate. I mean, it was St. Patrick's Day when he got booted up. I won't forget that day after my birthday, I woke up to the noose. Um
3: one yeah, I, I looking at when I look your phone loggy, was it? Or were you all right? Were you in a decent decent state? Well, no,
4: I was it I was in a good state. I was in a good state. <laughs> that woke me up actually, that news, because it was early doors when it broke. Um yeah, at that time it was it was looking bleak. So, more so for Forest, for sure. But definitely we just couldn't I couldn't see where our next point was coming from. Like, we weren't getting battered by anyone, we were always in the games, we were just losing all the time, and it was just a losing mentality that just sort of mm. engulfed itself in the club. And yeah, we would I could just never see where we were going to get any points. Um But yeah, like you say, if you'd have offered me Palace Forest, sun shining, saying goodbye to a few Palace favourites with an unbelievable Tifo, then yeah, I would be 100% bend your hand off for that, mate.
2: Yeah, and to be honest, Jack, that's kind of the narrative, isn't it? That it's it's a it was a, a day of goodbyes and potential goodbyes. Roy's message on the pitch was um covert as ever, kept his cards close to his chest. I think he said, I'll see you soon, or might see you soon, or something, and that sort of leaves doesn't leaves the door open, but doesn't really. But um the ones we did say goodbye to obviously were were Maka and Luca. And Danny the kit man, of course. I can't forget him. Um <laughs> Jacqueline, who's been there for a year, <laughs> he's been there for so long, Danny. Oh, Who's yeah. going to be the yeah? absolutely. Who's going to be a kit man now? Who knows? Um, Jacqueline Hart says, "Did anyone else weep when MacArthur came on? Did you shed a tear, Jack?" Uh,
3: no, no, no tears were shed, but it was it was a poignant moment. You know that we we talked about him last week, um, where that was possibly going to be one of his last appearances, and the, the outpouring of love for him on on social media. I think he will go down as as one of the best signings made since promotion and to value for money. Two hundred and forty Premier League appearances. Um, featured in many different managers teams played in many different systems and and always gave his all and, and he'll be much missed and, and clearly given that the player's response you know for someone with the kind of leadership credentials that Mark Gay has to say that you know he's, he's learned a lot from James McArthur probably says it all so he'll be much missed and you know that type of experience and character around the dressing room is as important as sometimes as, as on the pitch so yeah that combined with with Luca going, um, there's a big hole in terms of experience leaving uh, leaving that dressing room.
2: Yeah, it was a day of goodbyes, Longy, wasn't it? And I guess that's always the way at the end of the season. And we know that's going to be a big summer for Palace, but it's only when they're on the pitch, getting their frame with all the photos in, that it really sort of sinks in, doesn't it? And and Maka and Luca, to be fair, and I did think it, it was a little bit of a. Uh, I thought Luca got slightly sidestepped a little bit. That it was all about. Understandably about Macca, but Luca has been a very, very good servant for this club as well. Um it only really sinks in then that they are actually going and it'd be weird probably not seeing either of them in the palace uh, in and around the um the pitch going forward. Yeah, I think
4: I think the massive losses we, we, we're 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 gonna notice the most, mate, is he's not gonna be on the pitch because obviously Luca hasn't played much over the last couple of seasons, but it's criminal that people forget how good he was when he, when he came in for those first few seasons. Hmm. He was unbelievable when he came in. He was exactly what we needed. He was a massive upgrade on Mile Zedinac, which is what we were missing. Um, and then for the following two seasons, he was one of our best players. And it, I don't like seeing the disrespect that you see on social media towards Luca just because his legs had sort of gone a little bit, but more so I'm, I'm fully of the belief that he's never got over losing his dad and people forget footballers are humans Yeah. and something so significant like losing your father when you're so close to him like Luka clearly was That is, uh, he's never been the same since mate so the disrespect is really it's, it's really poor to see some, from Palace fans we know we've got an element of that sometimes but it's usually on the social medias and stuff but Luka you he, 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 he can't forget how good he was for us Maka like pound for pound he's up there with one of the best ever signings for the club um I was thinking about it the other day when the FA Cup final, when Punch got dropped for Macca. Mm-hmm. And because that's... But Adam Pardew, obviously, whether you believe, think it was the right or wrong decision, that's how good he thought Macca was and how important he was to the team because it was going to be a bye and it was either Punch or Macca, and he's gone with Macca. But yeah, unbelievable player, pound for pound, but an absolute leader. And my biggest worry this summer is losing the leadership of Luca Maka and Danny, the kit man slash player. There's an officer who is absolutely huge within that club. And he's, he's the glue that holds that stuff together. Sometimes I'm, I am generally worried that the ethos that ran has run through the club since Dougie built that first team in the promotion season with all those leaders, like Delaney, Jednak. And then through the years, we've had Scott Dan come into that Martin Kelly, Maka. You look at it now and it's really Wardy who's out of contract and Wilf, who's out of contract, that are really part of that generation that's come through, and it has been an ethos, and it has been the Palace way that sort of Dougie in, instilled in those leaders to start with, and they sort of passed the baton through the club. And with all that disappearing in the same summer, I'm I'm genuinely worried that that's where the transition of the club this year that could be a could be a really big big poignant moment, you know, losing those those last two leaders in Marco and Luca.
2: That is a really interesting point, and I guess. Those kind of eras do have to end at some point, Jack, don't they? These these phases do happen, and I guess you maybe have to then give a chance for new leaders to come in. And I think we can all agree Mark Gay, he has potential, whether he hangs around this summer or not, we don't know, we hope so, to be a leader. Um, but you're right, I think in a way, Jack, we've almost maybe been treated in the last decade to a high number of players' with leadership qualities, and so maybe when they aren't there, you will miss them. but. You hope that as it is Dougie is still here in the in his technical director form, that that is an element of player mentality that they're looking at for future signings and build keep, keep building the squad. And I think he certainly probably half ticks that box or maybe full for some people.
3: Yeah, I mean Gaye, Dragum Anderson, um, you know, captain of the Premier League team previously. Maybe you're starting to look at the likes of Eberich Aze to step up, player who's played a lot of league football now. Um, England International, hopefully, from next weekend. So you know, there are players in that squad who it could be their time to shine but I'm with Longy. it's it's a it's a shame to lose that level of experience and and kind of authority in one fell swoop to lose them both in the same week but then what do you do do you extend one of their contracts simply for the sake of experience when you know their wages could be spent elsewhere I don't know it's probably a fine balance and I dare say there were conversations with with at least one of those two players as to whether they would be willing to stay on reduced terms but for the two of them and, and particularly Luca and I, I take on Longy's point um, it might be the right time for him for a new start somewhere else. You know, London probably associates London with a lot of bad memories for himself. And it might be that he wants to return back to the continent. Um, I know that NPR would were, were linked with him previously in, in the other transfer windows. So if there are options for Luca uh, elsewhere, it might be well suited for him. But I think the hope with Macca was there could be some sort of entry into coaching while still at Palace, but that's not what he wants. And he might have offers elsewhere. So, um, it's a it's a huge change to lose the experience, but you just have to hope, and it is a hope, that that players step in, uh, existing players step into that void, or we sign players with that characteristic and, and they kind of join the club running into that leadership role. That's something that Celsius's talked about over the last few months on the post much pod. That that need to you know buy young and, and sell high, buy cheap and, and sell high with youngsters, um, as is the model that we follow. But it wouldn't also be a bad thing if we were to bring in leaders. Mm. You see the likes of Jefferson Lerma being heavily linked to the point where it's now assumed that he signed. That's the type of signing that I think Longy might be talking about that player. Who's got, you know, a hundred Premier League appearances played in England for five years. Um, Colombian international, that that's a really good signing on a free, um, but we need a bit more than that. We need a bit more and um, it'll be interesting summer. recruitment's just an element of it though. You know, we're, we're talking without a permanent manager in post right now, um, but the continuity is Dougie and you have to hope that Dougie has a plan and He's proven in previous seasons that he does have a plan. So we've just got to see it kind of come into fruition, I guess.
2: Yeah, well said. Well, guys, great analysis of the game. Brilliant. That was very uh, that was very in depth. <laughs> um, quick
3: quick shout out to Will Hughes, though, first Premier League golfer for Yeah, Panison. yeah, yeah. And, and did have a good afternoon. Long, I don't know what you thought of, of Will Hughes on Sunday.
2: Yeah,
4: no, he's he's one of them players. He, he, again, he's we haven't seen enough of him. Um, he wasn't getting a sniff under under Patrick Riera. Um Obviously, there was a few rumours about Sean Derry's views on that, um, which which we won't talk about. Um, but yeah, now, a he is a great squad player. He seems like such a great lad. Um, yeah, and I was really pleased, especially against Forrest as well. So yes. obviously, I think he said it in an interview that it means a little bit more to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though he said it come off his shoulder. Um, but yeah, he just seems and, seems and like Willie Bolley's and, right? and, yeah.
3: and Willie and Willie Bolley's shoulder, for that matter, as well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah,
4: but it, apparently this it count his, his goal and Elise's assist. So that's all that matters. But now, Will Hughes is he's a great player and he's going to be one of those. I think he'll go down as one of our sort of cult heroes. You know, he's another one he's got that, got could that add he's to... got that bit about him.
3: Yeah, yeah. And he's an, he's another one that could add to that leadership kind of element as well. A hundred a hundred percent. Him and um, him and Macca got on very well clearly and he was he was very yeah. uh heavily involved in the goodbye video. So you'd hope that he's been working closely with Macca and, and learned some of the good stuff from him. Definitely. Yeah,
2: absolutely right. Um when you've got a squad, it's very important to keep that people have roles in those squads and Hughes seems to be someone that is ha- i happy, that's not fair, I can't talk for him, but doesn't seem to kick up a fuss about being a squad player. Like, I think it's quite obvious that's what he is for Palace, and does a great job, and never lets Palace down. But it's a very difficult balancing job, and it will be for the new manager, whoever that is, um, to keep people happy in those roles. But he certainly seems to be uh, doing well for Palace. It's a squad game now, mate.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's a squad game now. It's not about the 11, or even the five subs that come on. It is, a, it is a, definitely a squad game, and it's it's all about man management, how you how you manage that squad. And ultimately, that's probably the difference between what Patrick was doing this season and then what Roy did in 10 games. It all comes down to how good at man management they were. and
2: yeah. It's the same group of players that Roy had in the last 10 games, you know? Absolutely. And the proof is in the points, which kept Palace into 11th in the end, which is uh, not a bad nice. finish. That not a bad nice. finish. And above Chelsea for the first yeah. time ever in that's the brilliant. Premier League
3: the premier league football did exist beforehand but
2: i know i know you have to caveat it with that but uh no very good right let's wrap up what was our post-match review uh, there and we'll do after the break some questions
0: my brother-in-law died suddenly and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home
5: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save
1: by NCUA.
0: When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Oh sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings or the Michelin dining or the innovative industries that'll make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at Orlando for Business Whether
5: you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop, you save
1: by NCUA.
2: Welcome back to the Band Podcast. Oui. 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 Just seen, Longer, you've probably just seen it, that the, the Brighton rent for doing their media duties. So they're, uh, but in many ways, so are you right now. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So, um, what well, are they
3: doing? What what what? Like looks
2: like they're in a pub doing some sort of media duties to camera. So they're obviously taking it very seriously. But it's what happens on the pitch. Uh, just just like turning up, just like turning up in
4: suits with headphones on, and mate like these you do every every year. I mean, we we stroll in our trackies and
2: shorts and t-shirt. Exactly. We go there, turn up, mate, win the trophy, done. Very, it's way more Palace, way more on brand for Palace days uh, yeah, than suits you know, and headphones. Yeah. Um, before we get into questions, Jack, we spoke in part one about the Forest fans who were very good. And I actually, I know, Longy, you go to a lot of games. I went to the away game. I actually think they were the best fans at Selhurst mm-hmm. <laughs> and away in their own place. I thought they were fantastic yeah. that day. Um, Jack, I know you particularly enjoyed the... Um, Shakira-style chart which in, has been it,
3: well, it enjoy might be a bit strong, but it certainly got stuck in the in in the head and and was still in my uh, yeah, still in my mind yesterday, and then uh, seen plenty of socials about it since. But yeah, that was a great chant. I mean, they just took over Norwood High Street. The, the police couldn't stop them taking over the highway, basically. So yeah, and and what a way to end the season! They 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 did exactly what they wanted to. That was their only objective this season. They stayed up, and uh, yeah, give, give, play it, play it, okay. play it, maestro. Thank <laughs>
2: So there we go. That was, I, I believe the words, Jack, uh, well, whack a whack hey hey et cetera, et cetera. Um, 30 players who gives a f- for staying up.
3: That was Shakira's initial idea, and then FIFA vetoed <laughs> it ahead of the World Cup 2010. So, uh, yeah. When it
2: when it wasn't the official song, of course, because the official Wait, song was waving flag. Well, as you, t-
3: as you told me, as you bored me to tears with on uh, Sunday afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> we saw them marching up uh, from North Junction, didn't we, as we were having a, a pre-match pint, and it was quite the sight. Um well so a couple of them a couple of them um just came and put their arms around us in the bar, didn't they,
2: and started chatting. Yeah. I thought you knew them, but they were just uh, friend, friendly forest fans.
3: Friendly Forest fans. Uh, they asked which Shakira song we'd like to listen to. Um <laughs> and they they didn't have whenever wherever, so we had to go on to Waka Waka. But yeah, no, it was good, good. good afternoon. They had a great time and it just added to the um there's a bit of a loving, isn't there, <laughs> on social media between Forest and Palace fans since then. So um, they they loved the the TIFO. They thought that was amazing. And and we thought their away end was pretty special as well. So the best away end at sellers this season, for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think there's, there's, without continuing the Forest loving too much, I think there's a lot of similarities to those kind of fan bases. Clubs that maybe, I mean, obviously they've got a much richer and bigger history than us. But um, both teams been through a lot. Both fan bases have been through a lot. So I think a mutual respect, I think. And it's nice to see fans, away fans, really enjoying themselves um, reminding us what football's about and on a day when we could enjoy ourselves as well. So yeah, lovely stuff. Let's move on from this Nottingham Forest podcast um, on to uh, an actual question from <laughs> our li- listeners um, from Lewis Goodwin two or Louis Goodwin hey, too. Who knows? Hey, look, I'm going
3: to go Louie. Let's uh, hedge our bets. Louie.
2: Okay. Louie. Uh, Louis says, do you reckon any of the players are going on holiday together in, in uh, brackets? Doubt it. If you were a football I think he means footballer, not a football. If you're a footballer of any kind, I'd be the um, Adidas Tango. And if you were a footballer, what kind of post-match break would you do? Join the likes of Harland and Maguire in Mykonos? Or just go hiking somewhere random? Which Palace player do you think has the best holiday plans? And who will get up to most antics? This this is what end-of-season pods are about, Jack. These are the questions we want.
3: Absolutely wonderful, Louis. Thanks for chucking that in. Um, will any of them go away? I mean, Ebson. Michael or Lisa get on very well, but they might want a bit of time apart. Um, Mark Gay and Joe Anderson, i just associate the two of them together, so maybe they holiday and just marshalling kind of queues at the airport together. I don't know what they'll be up to. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd hope the players are having a bit of time away from one another. You know, spend, what have they done? Spent the last 11 months together. They'll be flying to the States together in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So have a bit of space, boys. Go and have a, go and have a breather. Um, I, I would join them on a beach holiday, I think, somewhere somewhere nice with a, a cold one in my hand pretty quickly and uh, yeah but some players you know players have moved on a bit i know joel ward is um not that i follow his social media too much but uh he's got are blocked yeah absolutely i can't see it um but he's more of the uh activity based holiday i believe so um, right we'll be off doing that but some players do do that but yeah beach holiday for me and and, and well earned as well
2: do we think do we think the goalkeepers all go on holiday together sort of keepers
3: union <laughs> We'll just carry on that kind of game they play all season with a beach ball in the sea or something.
4: Uh
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mate Sel- Sel- Selzy watching on from the balcony. I don't know. <laughs> <But> nice.
2: <no>. Joe, <laughs> we're worth getting the ice creams in. That's definitely lovely. Yeah.
3: We can't drink in most countries, so he's gotta be gotta be doing something. There you go. Um who do we think is uh
2: Longie is more likely to go to Mykonos and who do we think is more likely to go on a hiking holiday?
4: So easy hiking holiday is definitely Joe Ward. Um yeah as uh, yeah, Jack's right. He does like it. He does like the activity-based holiday. Uh, Mykonos. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be my saying it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say at least. He won't, he won't say much. He won't say much. We're having a great time. But <laughs> there is actually three lads going away together, on um, not Not on holiday, but to Malta, isn't it?
2: True enough. Free England lads. Yeah, good very, shout true. very true. Very that true. That, that counts. Traveling. That counts. That counts as well. That's on tour. Indeed, yeah. lads, lads on, on lads. tour. Um, good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hang, on, Lu- hang on, Lewis Duncan Lewis Dunction the squad, isn't he? So you've got to get the uh the Palace Beach towel out of there, the uh there's, there's more palace the towels on. on yeah, but more palace towels
3: on that trip than Brighton ones, so that's yeah. the only thing. Very true. Yeah, very, very true.
2: Um tweet us in if you uh can think of any other locations for Palace players over the holiday on over the summer on holiday at FYP fans, and let us know where we can start a little thread going on. Uh, on Twitter. Um, Jack, let's get on to actual football uh, questions. And we mentioned this guy in part one, Jefferson Lerma being reported in various places. Now that he's signing for palace on a free transfer, uh, Robo CPFC. Hello, Robbo. Hey, Robbo thoughts on Lerma potentially joining on a free. Oh, two parts this question. Thoughts of Lerma potentially joining us on a free. And can we be next season's Aston Villa? Oh, that, that's a bit of an ask. I don't know about the
3: Villa one. Yeah. I'll focus on the Lerma bit. Um, I think it's a really good signing if we get that over the line. I think uh, getting that degree of Premier League experience and, and qualities, Bournemouth Player of the Year on a free transfer. It's a no-brainer. If we can do it, uh, we should. It's part of the squad that that we need to to add in. And uh, I think he improves our first team. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, all green lights for me on that one. I think that's a wonderful piece of business if we can get it done. I think it's close to being done, judging by the sources that have gone public with it. So, yeah, very impressive piece of business if we can, if we can get that over the line.
2: Uh, go straight into midfield with Decore, I guess, Longy. And then the third place, I guess, would be Eze slash, I don't know, anyone else or a, or a, or another playmaker. But the prospect of Decore and Lerma next season, I think it's is quite exciting, actually.
4: Yeah, I think, I think they complement each other quite well. I think they can sort of um, dovetail quite easily. They can both do, bit, I mean, Decore is levels above anything I think I've seen. Because Palace, as a midfielder, are easy. I think probably we'll get one more season out of him and he's going to go to a Champions League club. That's how good I think he is. But those two together, just those two together, and if we keep our defensive pairing of Mark and Joe are together, it just it's just going to allow whatever forwards we have just to go and express yourself like Roy has, has let them do in these last 10 games. Because that is such a solid base, solid base to build from, and they're not necessarily just going to sit there either. They 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 can go box to box both of them together. So it's quite exciting if we do get over the line. Then yeah, it's an absolutely unbelievable signing. Thirty million pounds they paid for him,
0: mm.
4: and we're gonna get him on a free free contract. So yeah, that's that's that'll be up there with one of Dougie's best ever if if it, if it does come through, you know.
2: Yeah, especially free free transfer as well because we know. We've heard it said many times by the likes of Dom and and Chelsea that the Palace don't have buckets to spend. So they do have to be slightly shrewder in the market. And as you say, getting someone of that quality at 28, I believe he is. So really at his peak, um, that is good business and quite exciting. I guess that someone like that, I mean, Bournemouth stayed up. So it's not like they've gone down what uh, sees going to Palace as a, as a step up from his current club and as an exciting project. So that's exciting as well. So we'll see what happens with Lerma. Obviously once it's announced, we'll obviously react to it on a pod at some point, I'd imagine. But um, yeah, that is, if, if that's the start of the sort of theme of moves for this summer, then I think it's a very, very good start indeed, especially if you can get it done early doors, although it is Palace. Um,
3: we've just got a, a quite, a, just, oh. well, just quickly just a congratulations to Chet D'Core for air uh, of the season. Uh, first, First season English football, and he's he's absolutely torn it up. And I've had a bit of a lull in the midway point of the season, and uh, I don't know, just seemed to lose his way a little bit. Had the Villa red card followed by the tightrope walking at the Amex in March. But since Roy's come in, he's just just looked absolutely unbelievable. Um, he's, I'm he's not been booked, uh, De since. No, since it hasn't, been, it hasn't been booked since, since Roy's. But again,
4: come in. is that is that a man management thing where? Yeah, it's I think of, it is. It's, I think it's crazy in he has not been booked in them ten games.
3: He can't he, he there was there was half a second on, on Sunday again. I think it was Gibbs White, did beat him and got away from him, and I thought yeah. you should you yeah. should take a yellow, but he, he didn't and and he ends the season uh yeah with no yellow card in the last ten games, which is amazing given how regularly he was picking them up. But yeah, both uh, him and with Jefferson Lerma's uh, habit of picking up yellow cards, there could be the odd suspension before Next Christmas, perhaps, but but we'll see. But I'm with Longy, I think um, it's quite possible. And I'm sorry, listener, because I, I did that. I've had a few comments that I've been talking about Palace players leaving a little bit too frequently recently. But I do think <laughs> next season, I think the secret of Cech de might be uh, might be blown wide open. I think he's gone under the radar a bit this season, um, and and next season he will start to get the plaudits that I think are fully justified because he's a hell of a player.
2: Yeah, I agree, but. That's kind of the model, and Dom said this from the post match pod available at patreon.com, um Podcast. That, that is the model that Palace have to do. And if it means that your players are starting to get plaudits and interest elsewhere, it means that it's been a successful signing and they've done well. And in theory, you can have sell them for twice, if not more, of what you bought them for. And you just hope that the recruitment model is then successful again and get in getting the next decoré. Or the next essay, or the next say or whatever. And you, you, you it, just have to stick to that model and hope it works. But, but you know, it's an so easier
3: sell. It's an easier sell for the next crop of player that comes right. through that system. If you can say, look what we did for this guy, look yeah. where this guy's now playing, it's an easier sell. So, but yeah, let, let's enjoy these players because they yeah. are, as Longy as suggests, some of the best that we've ever seen in red and blue. Yeah. The two Absolutely. halves of red and blue before we get onto shirt talk. Uh, no, oh, shirt talk is banned.
2: It. Okay. Shirt talk is banned as much as I love kits. Um, in particular, this one is banned. Um <laughs> Here's a question from following behind. Okay. Make of that what you will. Um, do you guys agree that the Mateta goal against Leicester was the most important one of our season? If that doesn't go in, I don't think we carry that belief into the next few games. IMO, it changed the players and the supporters' approach to the next crucial games. Longer, you're nodding. This is This is a really good point from Mr. FB, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I was at the awards night last week, and I could not believe as as good as it was as a moment when Michael Elise scored the winner away to West Ham. That the moment of the season was not that Mateta goal. That was the absolute catalyst to what happened for the rest of Roy's last few games. If that doesn't go in, we don't have the momentum going into them following few games. Now, unfortunately, that was one of the gate one of the, only a couple of games I missed this year. I was on a in Dublin, but when that ball hit the net, just it was a mixture of elation, relief. Um, like I said earlier on, I couldn't see where the next point was coming from. It 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 was everything, and it, it was a the moment of the season, and in effect, changed the momentum more and direction of what we, which we were travelling at the time. So yeah, I think he's he's bang on with that. It was it was an absolute key moment of the season. Um. And I was I was really happy that JP could have that sort of moment. He doesn't it have too many moments. And he's he's quite laboured in in his performances this season and he hasn't really offered a lot. But the fact that he, he sort of had that, he he should have had his moment at the awards night last week, because that, that for me was was the moment of the season, no doubt.
2: He does he does have his moments, JP, for someone who splits well, not even splits the fans, but certainly doesn't score that many goals. <laughs> he does seem to pick his goals, you know, think about the Brighton one. In the right moments, Ben. Where Jack for you is that? I agree with Longy. Like uh, we did play well in that game. Thirty-four shots on goal, so the tide was turning. But you know, the Premier League at this level, it's all about little moments and it's all about fine margins. And I think if we if we'd drawn that, we'd have been feeling more positive. But we certainly wouldn't. I don't think have kicked into gear so quickly. So I agree with with FB and with Longy. That for me, that's the most important goal and probably moment of the season. But what about you?
3: Yeah, I can't believe it didn't win the actual award, which it was almost named for. Uh it, it was it was the catalyst for the next two months. Um there were lots of positives in that Leicester game, and we would have been able to take some positives that the uh, kind of changing of impetus with our performance, some individual performances in that game were very good. But actually, if you the just the crude point tally that we gained from that game, we gained one, because I think a few other teams in the bottom eight also won that weekend. Uh, and we'd have, you know, despite a very impressive performance and a, and a valuable point, we would have dropped, I think, to fifteenth or sixteenth, possibly. And other results later that weekend could have seen us drop even further. So the fact that it was three points instead of one, just just that on its own, I think, was was important. But but it, as long as he says, it capped off a really really good performance. Um, and I'm pleased. And we'd,
4: and we'd lost Wolf just before our
3: time. hundred percent. Oh absolutely. yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: and, and that's, that not, even, and that's not even his, honestly, most, honestly, when, not even his when,
3: most recent injury.
4: Exactly. When Wilf got injured in that moment, like there was about ten palace fans with me and on that stag too. And we were sat there and most of us were nearly crying because we were like, yeah. oh my god, we have just missed Wilf's last game of Palace. Mm. So the fact that we'd got we dominated that that first half, it was unbelievable. Really was unbelievable the amount of shots we had. But that happened just on the stroke of half time and then we went one 0 down. Yeah. And we've recovered from that to win in the last minute with that goal. it, it was everything. It, it really was everything
3: that got it, on I agree. I, I think it really yeah. should have won. You know, I was there for the Michael Elise winner and it was an amazing moment and led to yeah. copious amounts of pints being drunk in East London that evening. Had a great time and that's exactly why you go and follow your team. But in terms of moment of the season, I do think JP, and, and you know, here we are saying it was Palace's moment of the season. you probably argue it was Leicester's moment of the season too and they just never recovered from it. So, big, yeah. big moment in the relegation battle. Um but uh, Rodgers was sacked after that game, wasn't it? It was after he lost at Selva. So, oh. um, yeah, pretty sure it was that week.
4: Yeah, I'm um, sure it was as well, yeah. Yeah, because
3: yeah, sure Pot- Potter got sacked the same day uh, as Rodgers the day after. Yeah, so, that's um, right. yeah, Chelsea, another team in that relegation battle. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, all in all, uh, amazing moment. And uh, yeah, it turned the tide. And a week later, we went to Leeds and thumped them. Um, and we just kind of started to get on top of these teams that were in the battle with us. And a week later we went to Southampton, effectively, I think probably sent them down. That's when we the three of us bumped into each other outside. And, and as celebratory as our mood was, you could sense that Saints fans were, were very much thinking that was then done. So, you know, those results when Roy came in, they were really important for us. There's positive an impact there for us. They had really negative impacts yeah. for the three teams that we beat. And I think it's really important that that Roy was able to kind of get those results. I, I do think if we'd drawn that game, we probably would have had enough because that performance in that one win was was so good even if it had finished 1-1 but just winning that game took the pressure off as a fan base it really yeah really turned the corner for us there you go Jim
2: <laughs> lovely no one's it actually no one said that this week um also I think mo- moments for me are a really fat pigeon sitting on my fence um moments for me he's massive um when it's a player you least expect to score as well, that elevates a moment for me. Like Michael Ali say great obviously, but we expect him to. But it. When it's someone like JP popping up with a really, really tidy finish in the last minute, that to me elevates a moment from special to uh, to iconic, really. So anyway, uh, excellent question, Mr whatever his name was, following behind. Um Follow let's interesting name. Interesting name. Maybe he'll be our patron for next year's shout out. No, he won't, that'd be too weird. Um, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got winners and losers.
3: Welcome back to the Puget
2: Podcast. Wee. Wee. Um Just, Jack, a little update. I know you're desperate to, uh, to know. According to the World Cup Wikipedia list of World Cup songs and anthems, "Waka uh, Wacka was the official song for the 2010 oh. World Cup. But there's more. There's more Please. because Sign of a Victory by, I can't believe I'm saying this, R. Kelly... Was also an official anthem.
3: Are you illegally allowed to say that
2: oh, No. <laughs> official anthem that was, apparently. It was twenty ten, different time. Uh, um okay. and then Game On by Pitbull. I said there was a Pitbull in one as well somewhere, yeah, yeah, was yeah. the official mascot song, apparently. Oh. But I know. But Wave and Flag by Kanan was Coca Cola's official promotional oh. anthem for the uh, twenty World Cup. The so true
3: spirit of the game of it
2: Indeed. Indeed. So wonderful. We all, so
3: we you're telling you're telling me that Rob Sutherland and I were right, and we could have avoided 10 minutes of you being wrong.
2: Thank you. <laughs> 10 minutes of me singing and <laughs> waving singing. flag by
3: yeah. k <laughs> Yeah, unbelievable. What an experience.
2: Anyway, yeah. what a day. That's what last days of the season for. Yeah, because exactly what? <laughs> three match points. Apparently on so. Day. Apparently so. Uh, for, shall we do our final winners and losers um, of the season? I think I'm going to keep this as a uh, public Feature for next year, so we'll try and think of some something else for the patrons. Um, We'll work on that over the summer. But anyway, Longy, as you're here, uh, let's have your winner or winners um, from Sunday.
4: Uh, From Sunday, I'm going to say to HF for that amazing tifo. Um, The amount of time they spent, their own time, um, obviously their own money, and donations from other supporters. So none of it was funded by the club, um, but the time that they put in to 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 do that, to make that, to set it all up, I think it was five weeks. I think they spent with yeah. doing the actual artwork. Um, uh, obviously, these guys they have jobs as well, so they they're doing this all in their own time after work and stuff. And um, they do get a bit of flack sometimes, the, the lads. But yeah, I think it, I think it's the best one they've ever done. Like again, it was quite. I know last game of seasons always emotional, but. Maxi Jazz was an absolute legend. Um, I'm of an age of growing up. Faithless were absolutely dominant, and I remember when I found out that Maxi Jazz was a Palace fan, I was I was actually buzzing because he he was like one of the coolest dudes in the world, yeah. wasn't it? Maxi Jazz. Um, so yeah, it was it was unbelievable, and then the music playing, and yeah, it was it it the the hairs were up, like you know, and and the, yeah, fair play to the lads because it was an absolute brilliant job, and it's been met with uh, positive feedback throughout the social media network, um, even from other fans. I mean, you get a few comments from people that are jealous, but yeah, it it was an amazing job. So yeah, fair play to the lads. They're definitely the winners for for me this week.
2: Absolutely. great shout. And I think probably uh, everyone's winners, I'd imagine. They do, you don't see the work they put into those kind of things. You're absolutely right. And as you say, probably all got jobs and stuff. So a lot of effort goes into it. It was a very European style with with Maxi Jazz's head sort of coming up. Uh, like they sort of do on the continent and it really created just a really emotional powerful emotional kind of moment especially with the music being played as well so yeah and I think as well the fact that it's not club funded you know we saw Newcastle fans waving loads of flags and stuff in their game where they got into the Champions League or whatever but that's all club funded it's very different I think Palace the fan base is very very important to Palace and I think keeping that kind of thing slightly separate and keeping it a fan run thing I think is really important so and I know a lot of people do donate to them as well. So fair play. Um, Jack, can you better that?
3: No, I'll just add to kind of Lonnie's point there, really, and and, and something you just touched on, JD. The, the mural at the at the kind of gates at, in the homesdale Lower, that was the club's tribute. And that that's a lovely, forever-lasting mm. tribute to Maxi Jazz, someone who all Palace fans hold so close to their heart. Sunday felt like that was the fans' tribute to, to Maxi Jazz. And, and yeah. as you both said, you know, funded by fans, for the fans, for a fan. It was just a really yeah. great thing to see. I, I'm in the homesdale lower, so I, I didn't quite appreciate how good it looked until I saw the pictures of it. And there's a picture that somebody taken from uh, from the White Horse. It just looks incredible. It's an absolute credit to the to the guys who put that together. And um as long as they they do sometimes get stick from other fans in, in terms of maybe the sway they have with with certain members of the board. But when they do things like that, you can only Credit their way is absolutely outstanding, and uh, yeah, I, I know it meant a lot to a lot of people, so uh, lovely way to end the season. And uh, and maybe we'll uh, we'll pay our own tribute, Jim, towards the end of the pod or something,
2: definitely. Yeah, it definitely, will.
3: Um, um, in terms of my winner, um, I, I, I can't really improve on, on long use but um, I, I probably would just mention the three lads that have got an England call up, think it's a, a, yeah. a lovely nod to the end of the season that Palace have had. Um, Chuffer Mark Gay, um, delighted for for Sam Johnston, but really I think the, the happiest that any Palace fan is, is for a breach um, you know, it's almost two, the call up was almost two years to the day, um, mm. from the, uh, call up that he should have got for the training squad before the, the delayed Euro What was that he did
2: team? get, that he did get,
3: that he did get, but you know, he never obviously got yeah. to kind of attend that and, and who knows where he'd be if, if he hadn't suffered that injury, but to kind of come back from that injury, um, come back from what was clearly a fairly difficult relationship with his previous manager, and now be playing with the, the freedom and the style that he is, um, I think it's fantastic. And and I hope he does make his debut. I think he probably will. I think it's likely that after City exert themselves in the next two cup finals, given the calibre of opponent we've got, I could see there being one or two dropouts from that in squad, which should be the path for Ebbs to get at least one cap, which would be great and, and fine reward for him. So uh, delighted for the three of them, but especially Eberich Ezer.
2: The Hurring England playing? they're playing Malta. Malta and North Macedonia. And North Macedonia. And the Malta yeah. game is away, is it? I believe so. They're yes. both away, I think. God,
4: I'd love to. Oh
3: yeah, away. they are. No. Yeah. Uh, no, no Macedonia
2: is at uh, Wembley.
3: That's right. I got an email from the FA. Say <laughs> so there are still tickets going if, uh, if anybody wants it. Um, but yeah, del- delighted for Ebs. Um And, uh, and, and yeah, it, it just is reward for a fantastic end to the season. I might actually have, uh, if, if it, if it,
2: if there's word that Ebbs is going to play in the North Macedonia game, I I would like to go to that actually. So yeah, Jack, forward me the email and uh, <laughs> we'll do an FYP outing to nineteenth, sixteenth, and nineteenth of June. There we go. Anyway, we'll we'll do updates on the pod uh, if the guys go on. Hopefully, Ebbs will. It's always nice to see your players do well. But I think we've said before about this. There's so much love for for Ebbs, and I think there'll be a lot of proud Palace fans when he, he pulls on that England show and QPR fans as well. And they you know, said that before on the pod. They they seem to, they're as invested in his journey, I think, as as we are. So um
3: I, I just think uh his turnaround in just two months has has been incredible. Um I, I almost say this every week, but I, I can't believe we've seen the player that was as poor as he was in, against Brighton uh mid-March turn out the performances so consistently as he as he has done yeah. From from Roy's appointment to the end of the season, it's absolutely fantastic, and and shows his degree of mental strength as well, um, and, and just really pleased for for the individual himself. But obviously, as a Palace fan, it's delightful to see you know, one of your team or three of our team in this case be be rewarded with an England call up.
2: Absolutely, um, got any losers or must do betters? Longy doesn't really feel in the spirit of the pod this week, but anyone sort of that might might be in that category. Um, Wayne
4: Hennessy. Can we say where and is he? Yeah, why not? I was, I was wanting him to drop one through his legs like he did when we played Aston Villa that time. <laughs> yeah. you know, really, really say sorry for his um, his misdemeanors at the club. It was quite funny actually. Well, I say funny. Did, you, did anyone else spot him? Uh, him and Cheik Kadio after the game, they both come out and were getting involved in the the tributes to Maka and Luca. And uh, yeah. it's quite nice to see. Obviously, Check Kadio obviously he'd done a few things that a lot of people didn't agree with and left under a bit of a cloud, but he which was a shame because he I thought he was a good player for us and mm. and um he's obviously really well liked within within our squad still to, seeing that uh, the moments on the pitch after the game. Um but yeah well, let's give it away Nennesy for old time's sake should we?
2: <laughs> for old time. Um I thought it feels, feels good. Feels good. <laughs> it does. Yeah it feels comfortable. <laughs> like slipping on an old shoe although we can't say that on this podcast either. Um <laughs> when you when you were saying earlier Longy, about players being people I actually thought of uh, when at half... Uh, no, it must have been at full-time when they were doing the video that I'm guessing was played at the end of season uh, awards yeah. for Luca and for Maka, the sort of thank yous from ex-players. And there was a shot of Hennessy and Kiarte at yeah. Forest Training Ground doing it. And that made me think, oh, yeah. I know we like used to hammer away and stuff, but you forget these are people. They've made friends. They've played together and stuff. And So I thought that was quite nice. So, yeah, seeing them join at the end again was... Was quite nice and actually Wayne did get quite a nice applause from the homestay on the main stand as he walked off which um you know I think Palestinians are quite good at we uh, we like to make our voices known but I think we do often appreciate players coming back and um yeah so fair play but I'm happy Jack I'm happy to give it to Wayne for all time's sake.
3: I'm sure he'd be delighted. <laughs> um I actually thought both videos that the club released last week and then they played during half time were, were very nice. It's always um lovely to see faces from from yesteryear. Um, although the bloke a few rows behind me looking up at halftime to see Alan Pardew on the big screen did skip a heartbeat. Um, so <laughs> that's, the, that's the new manager his, reveal. His
4: regime as well.
3: <laughs> Pardew said, "My regime." It was like,
4: yes, wow. he did. Yeah, come on, Pards. let it go, mate.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's nice to see the But yeah, Allardyce from yeah Allardyce had more of the. Uh, uh, kind of video shout out good. vibe Bornox was very nice um, mm, well. And getting shout outs From other clubs <laughs> Nigel Pearson in Maccas That was a nice touch Yeah um, So love. yeah. Was really Lovely Very good They're available on um, on Palace TV If no one's seen them The full videos yeah. And yeah. again as, as you As kind of long the, the first part Just kind of highlighted How liked The two of them were uh, In the squad And and from those That have left previously So um, Yeah that was a nice touch Yeah very good
2: Yeah Very nice indeed Um okay there you go last winners and losers of the season winners and musty better, or, or winners and Hennessys, whatever anyway last ones of the season they'll be back next year uh after the break we're going to uh well there's no game to preview unless you want to preview the uh north american tour um but let's instead answer a couple more season defining e questions from our listeners Five Year Plan Podcast. We. Uh, final midweek pod, sort of, of the season. We are rounding off with a few more questions from our listeners. Uh, the first one goes to Sun A. Hello. Hey, Son A. Hey. An absolute stalwart in the comments section over the last couple of years. Uh, who says? Where would you rate this season since we've been back in the Prem? And are you happy Luton Town came up, or do you do want an away day in Coventry? Oh, actually, you know what? I'm actually, just on that bit, quickly. I'm pleased for Luton. It's a great story. I did kind of want Coventry because I feel like, Longy, there's more chance. Well, you'll get a ticket, but there's more chance people like me getting a ticket to Coventry (laughs) than Luton. But um, lovely story to see Luton back, isn't it?
4: Yeah, no. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember we played them first game of the season? I think when we got relegated under Dowie, we played them first game of the season.
3: 2005.
4: Yeah. Oh, they battered us, didn't they? And we yeah. had AJ playing and everything, and they absolutely battered <laughs> us. And what happened after that to that club, is uh, like going out of the league and, and, and coming back to to obviously what happened last week, yeah, it, it's an unbelievable story, really. Um, I, out of the two, I did obviously want Luton to come up because I've not been there to that ground before. Although someone said the other day that they might be playing at MK Dons next season because they, it's going to cost them £10 million to to do the stadium up just to meet all the regulations, like camera... Um, Cable runs All that sort of stuff So And they're actually building The new stadium now So Mm. Rather than pay 10 million pounds to Just to waste On Kenilworth Road Basically There is talk That they're going to go And ground share At MK Don's They they can't do
3: that To all the football banter Accounts on social media There's been so many tweets About (laughs) the away end i have been waiting For this for years I
4: know I've not seen I've I've not seen them That that, that away end What it looks like Yeah yeah yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Surprise Uh, Yeah at the end of that season, I mean, it's yeah, long spot on to what is that, uh, 18 years ago, 2005? Uh, it would be it? 2005, yeah,
4: 2005.
3: They they did the um, double over us, they they, they rolled did. us yeah. over 2 0 at their place in November as well. Oh, they, that, they made they had, hell of a, they had a hell of a team, Absolutely. Steve Howard. They were, Steve yeah, Howard, Steve I'm Howard. trying to remember who the striker was,
2: yeah, Curtis was Davis, a, was Curtis Davis. They had.
4: uh, Kevin Nichols. Oh, he was an absolute monster, yeah, he just battered everyone in our team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very yeah, young of, Curtis a Davis at centre half.
3: Yeah, they did. Yeah, you're wow. right. That two, that two-one was one of the most convincing two-one defeats at Selhurst. And yeah. the day before, I think Simon Jordan announced Andy Johnson's new contract that he was staying. Yeah. So everyone wow. was buzzing that afternoon, and very yeah.
4: quickly. Yeah. And John yeah. John Arbin in his program notes. Remember John Arvin, that fitness guy. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. said about uh, it's going to be Luton Town's cup final and all this. Oh, oh yeah. no! No! Oh dear!
2: <laughs> Pin that on
4: the wall, mate.
3: Bloody hell.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Anyway, that's... uh, Yeah, I didn't realise about the MK... makes sense, actually, because the MK Dom Stadium is very nice, actually. Um, But, yeah, they're building a power court, I think, is the name of the stadium they're building in Luton. So that does actually make sense. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. Um, Back to the question then, Longy. Where would you rate this since we've been back in the Prem? So I get almost out of 10.
4: Uh, emotionally, it's it's been one of the classic roller, roller coaster type seasons, Crystal Palace roller coaster type seasons. Obviously, we were. I went into this season with so much hope after last year. Last year was so good under Patrick. The turnaround that he'd managed to do in the style of play had been so quick. The players we'd signed um, were unbelievable. They settled in straight away. We got to the semi final, cup semi final um and it just promised so much this season If we I don't know if we'll ever find out what really went wrong but it clearly did go wrong i don't think it helped um i feel like we didn't really sign the players that we needed really or enough of the players obviously we got Jack the in um and a couple of others but i just don't know if he was really backed in in, in the transfer windows as selzy said many times we were we were always coming up short after I think after the last three, when those closed, Selzy was not happy with yeah. what we'd done. And, and I, I was fully behind what he was saying. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, it promised much, so much. It never really got going. I think we had a couple of fits and spurts in that first bit. It was always going to be a weird season because of a World Cup in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, me, personally, I'm quite glad the season's done. and I feel like next season will be the first proper season we've had since COVID started. right? Yeah. So it's not really been back since, properly since then. We've had all World Cups and reduced gates and stuff. So in the last 10 years, how would rate it, middle of, middle of the road, nothing special, nothing great. We got there in the end. Um, nothing of significance really happened in the season other than Roy coming back um, and managing to, to sort of save the day, which it, for, I'm pleased for him. Really, am pleased with him. I thought the way he left the club, it was under a bit of a cloud because we weren't playing the best. But look at the squad he had. Yeah. Um, it, it the Arsenal game was a reduced gate again because it was COVID. Lots of the football in, in his last two seasons was behind closed doors, so it was a bit of a sad end for Roy. So I'm quite glad he's got to come back, have these ten games, do unbelievable. It might not be the last of Royce, so but that's that's all we'll say on that one. But yeah, middle middle of the road. I'll rate it. See as the season goes, nothing special, nothing great.
2: Yeah, actually, as long as you're talking there, Jack, I was trying to rate all the seasons. I think l- last season might actually be number one for me in terms of sort of general all-round enjoyment. The worst seasons are obviously the the COVID seasons, 19, yeah. 20, twenty twenty one They were Ooh. just rubbish, weren't they? Absolutely rubbish for, for various reasons. Uh, and then I guess for me, you probably chuck in 17, 18, just because of the, the mad turnaround and how fun that was towards the end. 16, 17 was the, the reverse of that season, but was also quite weirdly fun in a roller coastery way but also terrifying so again I'd put this one probably mid mid table again sort I sort of the last two months have been loads of fun and brilliant but I'm also <laughs> like longy happy to sort of close the book on that one and see the back of it and look forward to next season whereas last season I didn't want it to end I was just sort of reveling in ev- in every week so yeah I think I'd yeah five out of ten or something like that for me this this season what about
3: you, Well, I'll probably rank it in terms of a score out of 10, probably a bit higher, because um, we finished 11th. So there's there's that. Um, so it's a, it's a good league position to finish in. But yeah, I'm with you both. I, I'm quite happy this season has come to an end, particularly with the kind of degrees of stress that there were within the fan base as we entered March, um, Patrick Vieira going, which was very difficult for Palace fans. I think the majority of Palace fans really wish that didn't need to happen, but yeah. in retrospect, it clearly did. Um I just look back to that last week before the World Cup, you know, winning at West Ham in the moment that we did. Went to Newcastle, didn't put out the strongest of teams, then went to Forest and turned out one of the weakest performances of the season. I do think if, if that week had turned out slightly differently, you know, I get it. I get Newcastle a very good team this year, and I'm not presuming that we would have won that game if we put out a stronger team, but we took it all the way to the penalties. Newcastle weren't really out of that night. If we'd nicked to win that night, we'd have been in the quarterfinals of the League Cup with what would have been Leicester in the quarterfinals, Southampton in two legs, and then we'd be through to a final. That that could have happened. And then the Forest game just kind of ended that curtailed first half of the season quite negatively. A lot of the Palace fans that went didn't have a particularly good day. It was awful travel. And the performance was was really poor. And I think a lot of Palace fans look at that afternoon as a bit of a wasted opportunity. We'd have gone into the World Cup for, as I think seventh in the league if we won that afternoon. And then we came back from the World Cup and, and started with that Fulham. Uh, performance on Boxing oh, yeah. day, which oh, was God, yeah. which was just terrible. Um, I think you know that a lot of people think was followed by the Spurs four 0 but there was the Bournemouth win um, in between. But that Bournemouth win was Patrick Vieira's one in was it fourteen games. Something like that, and yeah, it, 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 it's very difficult to kind of defend the manager's position as as we were at the time, and I think we just wanted it to work so much because, as you both say, his Patrick Vieira's first season had been such a joy. But yeah, I'd probably rank it. Better middling, you know, we got through it. We're still a Premier League club. And there was so many worse Premier League teams than us this season that relegation wasn't really a, a consideration after Roy came in and, and, and kind of turned the dial up a bit. But my favourite Premier League season, if I could choose one, would probably be just the calendar year of 2015 under Alan Pardew. The calendar
2: year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: just yeah, the best, yeah. The best year supporting yeah. Palace. I'm totally with Jack. That was my um, favourite uh, year supporting yeah. Palace. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. From that Dover game, in the cup, yes, to Chungi winging in the last. Yes. Minute. Yeah. That was the best year, mate. On yeah. um, hands down, mate. Like Parge yeah. gets a lot of crap and abuse, which he deserves. Yeah. Yes. But that year was <laughs> unbelievable, mate. <Yeah>. The super <laughs> Alan Pargew song, yeah. yeah. That hands the buy signings. Yeah, it was uh, great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, mate, that whole year was the, the best palace year for me. We, in we my don't o- We We
3: we don't often give Alan Pargie credit on this podcast, so Fair to <laughs> bizarrely end the season shouting out Alipage, but uh, <laughs> Alapaji's regime.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
3: As we, all, as we all know and love it to be. But uh, yeah, I, I would probably also shout out maybe the 13, 14 season, staying up in the Premier League first time yeah, around. Absolutely mm-hmm. sure. that, that's probably right up there for me. Um, but yeah, it, fair to middling. You know, I think the last season, uh, the, sorry, the last few months have been so enjoyable in terms of the improvement that Roy has has kind of instilled in the team that We've ended the season positively, but I think the, the fan base just strikes me as being quite exhausted and looking forward to whatever the next steps are.
2: Exhausted, I think, is quite a good, quite a good way to describe it. Last question, then, on a similar kind of theme, is from MK. Hey, Hello, MK. MK. Um, we're looking forward to hosting Luton Games, course, next season. Uh, what has <laughs> been your favourite moment in the past 10 years that Palace has been in the Prem? So let's rule out cut runs. Yeah. Favourite moment? From the Premier League. Now, um, I'll I'll, while you guys are thinking, I'll do on, mine. You, you, I'll you do go, mine.
3: Jay. You go. I don't
2: know if it. And you're probably going to gazump me with this, and my memory is famously terrible. But I'm going to say, Punch's goal against Norwich. Mm.
3: As as a moment, as an individual as a moment, moment yeah.
2: everything about it. The fact that it was Punch. The fact that it was a lovely goal. The fact that he bawled his eyes out when he celebrated the Renaissance style photo <laughs> uh, that I think Seb took.
3: Yeah. What What I love is that you've so quickly followed up our praise of Alan Pardew <laughs> by highlighting the worst of Alan Pardew. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing
2: it around so quickly. <laughs> You're welcome. I had to, but yeah, what a moment anyway, Longy, what would, what would be yours? And there's plenty to choose from.
4: Yeah, there is plenty. Definitely. That's punch definitely up there. That goal was again, a massive moment. Um, I'm gonna roll it all the way back to that first season and the equaliser, Dwight Gale, Chris oh, Yeah, honestly, when the game didn't matter enough, it it meant nothing to us that game. But just the the roof nearly came off the homes though when that third goal went in. Honestly, it was at, yeah the 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 feeling that I got from that goal. It was a nothing game, but that was football right there, encapsulated like Liverpool yeah. going for the title. Prino up, running to get the ball to try and score more goals, and in the moment that Delaney deflected that one into the top bins, you just saw their asses drop out, <laughs> and you saw, and then, and that's when you saw the real Brendan Rodgers. He just didn't have a clue what to do. And yeah, he, when the equaliser went in, mate, oh, it, yeah, yeah, that's that's up there easily. He yeah, must take shout. that
3: away dugout. He really must take that
4: dugout. <laughs> so yeah, he he won't be getting the palace off, that's for sure.
3: <laughs> I bloody hope not. Anyway, yeah, same. Jim, I, can't, great shout. I Great I can't, shout! Um, I'm stuck between two. I've got one home, one away. Will you indulge me? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, away, ruining Stephen Gerrard's uh, oh, party yes. at Anfield. That great was thing. that was sensational. Lovely. Uh, yeah, that was absolutely magnificent. Uh, again, as as Longhi just said about the the other Liverpool game, in a game that didn't really matter, we still rolled up and turned them over. It could have been more. Should have been more. Um, functions free kick silencing yeah. the place. And then the second half, we absolutely battered the will score with this first touch. Um, this was a previous VAR and Balassi stealing Dejan Lovren's soul. Oh, again, yeah. So absolutely. good again. Uh, again, that season, uh, but my home one, and, and maybe it's at the end given uh, this week's departure, but Jimmy McArthur, uh, last minute oh. we home to Watford. Oh, so good. Yes. Um, oh, that, that's, that's, idea. That's, yeah, that's probably idea. it for me. That, that, was the first time that season where I thought we might be all right you know mm. um yeah because the start had obviously been so poor um and Roy was starting to get some of his players back and you were starting to see the 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 class within the team still that Roy had at his disposal and, and Roy had his head screwed on and he was you know got us set up but we we needed at that point we needed to start picking up some points and um and we did so uh amazing uh Baccay Sacco got the equalizer but yeah Jimmy Matt Browning off. The only uh, negative about that is somehow Wilfred Zaha didn't get the assist that night, despite skinning two Watford right backs. So they doubled up on him, and it still wasn't enough to get anywhere yeah. near him. Um, so yeah, that that would be my moment. And uh, yeah, there's raising a glass to James MacArthur one last time, maybe.
2: Yeah, perfect way to end the pod. Wilf's best assist, in my in my opinion, the, the, uh, that never was the job.
3: best. The best assist that never was
2: because it took a deflection apparently in the way in, in the way in, but it was it, it was still going to Macca anyway. That's that's for another, but not for another pod because it happened eight years ago. Um, but yeah, lovely memory. Thank you to MK for that question. That's absolutely lovely. We'll we'll do more pods throughout the summer. Maybe we'll do some more nostalgic memory style pods because they're always fun. But that rounds off the 22-23 season for Palace here on the FYP podcast. Longy, thanks for coming on. I will see you on Friday. Um, yes, best of luck for Remph. Reminder to people, this Friday, 2nd of June, 7pm kickoff down at the Amex. Go down and support the Remf boys in the final Remph game. Come on, Palace! Let's bring that trophy home. Longy, it's been lovely having you back on the pod. And will you join us again next season? Ah, hundred percent, mate. Just give me a shout, and I'm always,
4: I'm always willing to come on, mate. Um, I just want to say before before we go, please stay, Wolf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we haven't <laughs> even you know we haven't know talked what? about it. We haven't even we talked, haven't about, even talked
3: about, it.
2: about it. I feel we like know. that's how relaxed we are about it. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't even talked about it. That's that's mad. We will we will talk about it. I'm sure over the summer um, when, when he signs a new contract. When, when he, he signs a special, you... yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely. That'll be lovely, and you can bring the trophy on as well from Renf, and, and then uh, lovely, we'll mate. all be happy. Uh, Jack, good to see, good to see you, mate, and I'm sure I'll see you in the summer for some uh, some pod specials.
3: Thanks, Jim. If uh, if listeners are missing out on any pod action, go back and listen to the Kevin Phillips special that we we chucked out over the weekend celebrating. Yeah, since Wembley if anybody wants a little bit of nostalgia
2: good shout yes KP was absolutely uh, brilliant uh, and that's it thanks so much to our patrons for support thank you to our listeners for listening hope you have enjoyed the season we're going to play you out now with something very special I can't get no sleep
0: Podcast Network.